Merry Christmas, everybody. I promised you a Die Hard episode, and here it comes. Hello, and welcome back to the Bargain Bin Movie Podcast, where Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Hey, that'll work. So you got any Christmas music? This is Christmas music. I'm your host, Gabe Rodriguez. I'm experimenting with the format of the show, so bear with me. And also, I apologize for the late upload. I could blame the holidays and blah 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 but you know, I promised myself that I was going to do this. I said I was going to make a Christmas episode, and it's late, so I apologize. Uh, with that being said, let's get right into it. Die Hard. I had, I've never seen this movie before, and I watched it. i I stayed up way too late um, sometime last week uh, watching it, and um, there were this is a, this is a fantastic movie. Uh, the some of you, some of y'all would have like a problem with the cursing, so again, I'm gonna rep VidAngel real quick. If you if you want if you got twenty bucks and you know you don't like cursing or you got you want to watch it with all your family and you know you want to edit out any questionable stuff that you don't want the kindergartners to see uh go ahead and uh check out vidangel and to kind of center myself real quick i'm kind of like jittery because ooh, had too many too many too much sugar and not enough sleep in the past 24 hours so uh i'm a little bit like shaky and ooh. but um i'm going to read you the uh imdb summary so, John McClane, officer of the NYPD, tries to save his wife, Holly Gennaro, and several others who are taken hostage by German terrorist Hans Gruber during a Christmas party at the Nakatomi Plaza in Los Angeles, California. Okay, so we're gonna, I'm, I'm gonna talk about Bruce Willis first, as well as his character, John McClane. In modern times, the, a lot of like action heroes get a lot of flack for quipping all the time. And in... And I can understand that, like, I'm starting to understand why people have a problem with that. In stressful situations, you wouldn't, you wouldn't expect everybody to have the same level and kind of humor uh, that you would expect, you know, just in a casual conversation. But in this movie, I wanted to point out that John McClane, he, you know, he's a sarcastic kind of guy, even in, uh, in his normal normal everyday life as evidenced by it looks like the first scene he's kind of joking with the the guy next to him on the plane and all but all through the movie he's making he's making jokes he's he's talking to himself and he generally runs his mouth and I don't know about you guys but when sometimes when I'm stressed and I have to do a lot of like physical activity I will just keep talking. Like if you if you ever seen me play like volleyball or sometimes football, basketball, whatever. Uh, if I'm if I'm really getting into it and I'm trying to you know keep up my my confidence and and be sharp and keep on my toes, I will just keep talking. And I sort of become kind of annoying. Uh, at least I th- I think no, nobody's ever told me to shut up, but um, the jokes don't always land. <laughs> And I get a lot of looks, but it's the same thing, sort of, with John McClane. He is in this super stressful situation, and we're right there with him because of his 
this every every man quality that he has we're we're in this stressful situation and he's in this stressful situation so we can i can understand him just running his mouth and constantly uh joking and talking and also annoying the bad guy a little bit hans gruber uh who i'm going to talk about in a second um i already touched on the I, I just mentioned the every every man quality, and this is something that a lot of people uh, bring up. Modern action heroes are this like untouchable. Uh, they never run out of bullets. They always know what to say. They're just super ripped. And I'm I'm kind of thinking about uh, you know Arnold Schwarzenegger in, in in his movies. And I'm also kind of uh, talking out of my butt here because I haven't seen a lot of those movies, but that's uh, sort of the stereotype. And I have seen it in in some other lower budget definitely uh definitely in like the marvel stuff all of those guys are untouchable because of the fact that uh you know we already know that their sequels are coming out and they're all super super powered human beings for the most part let me think there's some aliens in there but you know for the most part they're super powered human beings and they're completely untouchable and you know that they're not going to die and most of the time there's not a whole lot of uh like tension because of because of the way that the you know some people are brought back and because of the superpowers and because of the sequels that have already been announced there's not a whole lot of uh, and just poor filmmaking as far as uh, the tension goes but because John McClane as portrayed by Bruce Willis because he it gives off this everyman quality and he's he's afraid for his life he is he faces unsurmountable odds you know seemingly unsurmountable odds it's like it was what is it it's 13 to 1 and he doesn't even have shoes on which comes into play uh later on which is kind of kind of awesome it it, it shows off how how smart hans gruber is did i say spoilers um minor spoilers for this it really like in in my experience Deadpool was kind of uh spoiled for me just because all the jokes were already uh were already told to me before I actually saw the movie and I cut out a lot of this stuff with VidAngel so it was kind of a hack job of a movie when by the time I saw it but this movie I think will still hold up because of the the tension that is still going to be there uh, because of the the filmmaking and all of the the quips and the jokes, I think that uh, those are really gonna hit home as long as you don't listen to maybe the last part where I think I'm going to uh, read a couple of my favorites. Okay, so John McClane, the Everyman. Uh, also, the the plot of this movie is kind of like what I used to uh, the kind of scenarios I would come up with uh, playing as a kid. And that's not a knock at all. Like uh, I, I loved the simplicity, and it add adds a lot of like, how would you say that? It, it makes it more visceral because it's it's simple. You know, it's one guy versus thirteen bad guys with all these hostages in the mix, and the bad guys have a clear goal of getting this. I think six hundred and forty million dollars. That is inside of this vault in the Nakatomi Plaza. So I really I really enjoyed the just the overall storyline outline of this movie. Uh, all right, let's talk about Hans Gruber. Hans Gruber is t- as touted 
as like the the most wonderful, horrible, amazing, genius bad guy of all time. And maybe my expectations were a little bit high for him, but I was just a teeny bit little disappointed in in how amazing he was. Uh, he, you know, he's he's a genius. I love how he. There's one part where he uses an American accent to fool one of the other characters. He, his plan actually makes sense, unlike one of the other best of all time villains, uh, the Joker. So, you know, he's he's great, but uh, I feel like the greatest villain of all time in movie history would have gone after something bigger than you know six hundred forty million dollars in a vault in a plaza or what was what was it even a hotel in a hotel you know it's just i I feel like the greatest would have bigger aspirations as well as all of his other good uh attributes (laughs) good villainous attributes so yeah that's that's kind of my only gripe about him the you know alan rickman's acting is amazing i kind of wish that his his accent was easier to emulate i was also expecting more of a because people are like when they emulate or imitate Alan Rickman, they're always like Mr. Potter. So maybe I'll have to watch the Harry Potter movies to get more of an Alan Rickman imp- impersonation under my belt. But you know, whatever. And unlike a lot of other bad guys in other movies, this guy actually kills people, which is also kind of refreshing. Um, which actually leads back into Bruce Willis's character because at first John McClane didn't really want to get involved. He watched uh, Alan geez, Hans Gruber and you know a couple of the terrorists capture the the president of Nakatomi Plaza. I can't remember his, uh, the character's name right now, but they have him there and they're trying to get the code out of him so that they can get into the vault and Bruce Willis's character just watches him die. Uh, Hans Gruber shoots the president of Nakatomi Plaza in the head, and then he, you know, okay, I'm gonna get this right. Bruce Willis's character is is named John McClane. So John McClane, he he's like beating himself up because, you know, why didn't you why didn't you stop him? Because I, then you'd be dead too. So he's talking to himself. He's doing this he's doing this thing out loud because he's stressed. He goes from a guy who's scared to get involved because he's going because he thinks he's gonna die to this guy who is still trying to stay alive, but he's trying to save everyone else as well. And I really like the relationship that he sort of has with that. Well, that he has with his wife. Well, the 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 way that it develops, it develops into a good relationship. He, she's like. When, when she sees things going amiss for the terrorists slash robbers, they're still called terrorists after all these years. They're even in the movie, it says, or they say that they're not actually terrorists. They're using terrorism as a cover for this heist. But anyway, the, the bad guys, whenever anything goes bad, goes wrong for the bad guys, Mrs. McLean is like, oh, that's got to be John. <laughs> that guy is ticked. It only John could make somebody that ticked, and I just I just love that that kind of relationship that they have. They're actually estranged in in the beginning, <clears throat> in the beginning of the the movie, and 
you know, John McClane is, is like looking at other women and kind of ogling younger girls. And it's, it's kind of, but he, I think he grows past that throughout the movie and, uh, spoiler alert, he does save the damsel in distress because his wife is the damsel in distress, even though she does kind of take charge of the, the hostages, which is something that I enjoyed as well. She was sort of elected because of her station at the company. She was like second in command as far as everyone who was there. Uh, and so she was put in charge after the president uh, was killed. And she took that, she took that role and uh, she did it well as you know as well as any hostage can be in charge of a group of hostages and yeah so I, I i enjoyed her character i joined i enjoyed her relationship with bruce willis's character and dude john mcclain and uh what what is this guy's name uh sergeant oh boy help me imdb what is his name sergeant al powell <laughs> their relationship is fantastic it's they immediately bond uh, over, geez, over this ridiculous situation, which is kind of funny because Bruce Willis, to start their relationship, he kind of dropped a dead body on Sergeant Powell's car. So yeah, there's, there's a way to say hi to somebody. Hey, how's it going? Here's a, here's a terrorist I killed. There it is again. Uh, what else do you call him? Here's a bad guy that I killed. Yeah. And, uh, He's kind of the only one that believes John McClane uh, and it believes in John McClane. As soon as the police get there, they're all like, all right, the, I think it's the police chief. He's like, all right, I got, I'm in charge here. Uh, you know, I've got this covered. And uh, John McClane is like, you're in charge of what now? Something like that. I don't remember now. <laughs> like I said, low on sleep, high on sugar. All right. What else we got? I loved all the cowboy references and like the references to other movies. They even referenced like Rambo and um, did they, I think they mentioned Commando and some other ones that that I think are 80, 80s movies that I don't recognize, as well as uh, John McClane correcting Hans Gruber on who got to ride off in the sense uh, in the sunset with Grace Kelly, which I I enjoyed. I assume they're talking about To Catch a Thief because Grace Kelly and Cary Grant were both in that movie. Uh, John McClane likes Roy Rogers. <laughs> I don't know why, but that's cool. Uh, oh, John Wayne is also referenced. I just loved all those all those movie references and the fact that uh, Bruce Willis got the jump on Hans Gruber as far as movie trivia goes. He's like, "That was Cary Grant, you jerk." You know, he didn't say jerk. I said I censored it. So, yeah. No, oh, and then how could how do they make sequels to this? Did does he? I mean, I'm gonna find out. I'm I don't know if I'm gonna watch them. I'll watch the good ones if there are any good ones. I think there are because originally Roger Ebert didn't like the original Die Hard, and then he liked the sequels apparently, and then went kind of went back on his view on the original. So maybe if Roger Ebert thought the rest of them were okay. Maybe they're okay, but I knew that this uh, franchise went down the toilet, so I'm kind of, I'm kind of wary of continuing in this in in this franchise. So we'll 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 see how all that goes down. Um, yeah, and that's about it. Uh, 
this was a really great movie. I'm definitely going to watch it again. I'm considering buying it, but uh, we'll see what happens. Yeah, so I hope you all had a Merry Christmas, and I wish you a Happy New Year. Hopefully it's uh, a lot better for the world in general and our kind of cultural psyche. It, hopefully it's better than 2016 was. Uh, keep all of the uh, all the stars that died this year. Keep all of them in, in prayer, um, especially Carrie Fisher, who just died uh, yesterday. Yeah, that was that was real sad. The all of Twitter was was mourning, and and kind of the entire internet was uh, just a kind of a moment of silence, sort of thing. Uh, she, you know, she touched a lot of lives with with her role in Star Wars, and you know, she she had a she didn't have the greatest life. I don't. It, it didn't seem like because of her uh, bipolar and kind of drug use and whatever but uh i was i was listening to john campia uh sort of memorialize her uh on his youtube channel and he pointed out that even though she's she was gone too soon she did get to experience the uh, the affection that people still had for her and for her character in star wars because of uh the force awakens and you know that's that's really that's really great and i'm we're i'm glad and i think everyone else is glad that that they got that she got that opportunity and that we got that opportunity to show her that love so you know just keep keep her in your your prayers if you're uh, a praying person and and just all the people that have passed on this year and yeah better hopefully we have a better year in 2017 until then, you can find me at Gabe in the Box on Twitter, at Bargain Bin Movie Pod on Instagram, also on YouTube at Bargain Bin Movie, or <laughs> at Gabe in the Box. And uh, yeah, I'll see you next week. Bye bye. All right, I'm just going to do one quote. It's my favorite because I can actually imitate it. John McClane says, Come out to the coast. We'll get together. Have a few laughs. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> See you later, everybody.